The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for this half hour is Dee Carter. He's the president of Carter Financial Group. Welcome to the show, Dee. Thank you very much, Jordan. I appreciate you having me on. Let's just start with your background a little bit. You've been in the financial services business a long time. Just kind of give us your background and what kind of services your firm offers. I, uh, very good. I, I started out really in the college sector. I was one of those guys that was uh, uh, worked for college for years, and uh, once I realized what was going on in the financial sector, I moved into that, uh, kind of took a cold leap and jumped in the water but way back in 1971 with a small insurance company in Texas, or later moved to a large mutual company and moved to California, where I spent a lot of time learning how to spell pensions and what to do with a pension program and how to set up retirement planning. Then moved back to Texas because I really didn't like California that much and uh, went with another company and stayed with them for 25 years as a co-general agent for much of that and worked a lot in the retirement uh, planning field, that sort of in the area with mutual funds and bonds and so forth, uh, having received my uh, registered representative's uh, contract and license way back in 1973. So uh, from there, about the year 2000, I decided I was going to retire and, and live the good life and realized I couldn't do that. So I started the Carter Financial Group in 2001, uh, primarily working with um, retirees and people about to retire and uh, majoring mostly in uh, Guaranteed type products, even though I still uh, have a re- relationship with the broker dealer and and uh, have sometimes uh, referred other clients to uh, clients to some of those guys. But that's where we are today, with about uh, here in Midland now for nearly thirty eight years. So we we've got um, a good practice and a lot of good people working with us over the years. What is the website for people to find out more about you? They can go to dcarterretirement.com. That's D-E-E, carterretirement.com, and, and they can find something more about us on that particular place. And we're also setting up new retirement uh, uh, website here really quickly, but uh, you'll be able to get a link from one to the other so there won't be a problem. But uh, they can find out more about us there and who we are and how we work and, and uh, exactly the affiliations that we have right now. So what are some of the big issues that you're hearing from your clients who are either retired or pre-retired? We have very low interest rates today on safe products, CDs, and money market. It's pretty much zero. Uh, is that something that you're hearing a lot about, and what do you recommend for them? We're, we're running into a lot of that out here right now, Jordan, and obviously I think that's around the country with the interest rates as they are. Uh, our clientele of 95 to 98% of them are concerned about income. And they're coming in saying, I can't make any income with my CDs. Obviously, they're somewhere in the neighborhood of a half a point in most cases, and some cases even lower than that. Uh, they can't do much with money markets, even though they like the banks, but they can't do much there. So they're looking for a, a way to, to um, put their retirement money back and not have to worry about what kind of uh, – 
what's going to happen to the stock market. We all know it's done great today. It passed 18,000 for the first time, and uh, it's doing well. But a lot of these people are in their 60s, 70s. They don't want to put their money out at risk, so they're looking for some place to, to actually uh, put their money where they don't have to worry about it and where they can't outlive it. Uh, that's the big scare right now is they're afraid they're going to uh, not only not be able to earn their interest rates they like to earn, they're afraid they're going to outlive their income. And so they're looking to us for answers in that regard. And we're, we're leaning toward, uh, we obviously do some work with, uh, uh, with preferred stocks if, we, if that is needed, and that's a place to go, some real estate investments. Now here in the West Texas area, uh, even though the oil prices are down like they are, there's some pretty good buys out here in uh, some of these oil company stocks. So we're, we're looking at that for some of our people in their 50s, late 50s and early 60s. And then as they get a little older, we look toward moving them into income-type producing annuity products that uh, will guarantee their income for the rest of their lives. When you were saying real estate, are you talking about real estate investment trusts or physical yes, real estate that they're doing rental? Or what, how, do you do, how do you play real estate? Yeah, we do the REITs. We're, we're doing the real estate investment trust type products. And, uh, and that's where we'll, if we get into real estate, that's where it is. We're not doing any, any individual type stuff because it's such a crazy market, especially in Texas right now. Uh, we are actually living in an area in Midland, Texas, where we're kind of a microcosm or a bubble situation here. Uh, we have an economy that is booming. We have the lowest unemployment rate in the United States right now at 2.8% or 2.5% yesterday, as a matter of fact. Uh, so we, we really have a strange place to live. The uh, cost, the, the median price of a home in Midland, Texas is now $300,000. That's the median price. So we live in a very uh, strange economy. So we don't do much with real estate because it's all over the board. We have kind of a real estate bubble forming out here, I'm afraid, and that could cause some problems in the future. But So we do the REIT type products if we're going to put them into investment programs. So since you're in the middle of it, uh, what is your impact uh, from the falling oil price on, on real estate? And, and are people getting depressed? I mean, people are probably not expecting oil to go from 100 to 50 or so in such a short no. period of time. That would be an understatement. The oil price in 2014, that really, it, it, it really upended, if you will, the geopolitical uh, chessboard. And, and, it's, and it's really worth watching in 2015 to see what's going to take place. I, I think we're trying to figure out now who's going to recover and what part are they going to play. Right out here in West Texas, we're in that shale area with the tight oil, and it's going to be a lot with uh, the producers, the guys that actually, uh, once the well is drilled, the guys that go down there and get the oil flowing, and it's called tight oil. And everybody has heard the story about fracking, but most of them don't understand it, don't know how it works. It's really not affecting us too much because most of the producers in this area plan for a two-year type situation situation anyway. They've invested two years out. So what we're seeing out here is it's not really invest working badly with our economy at all, but it could affect the economy of the country based on the price of oil, just because there's so many things that go into that, and it, it, it affects so many other areas. I've heard many different numbers about what oil price does fracking uh, and the shale plays not make economic sense anymore. And I might it would differ a little bit, but roughly, where, where is the kind of break-even point at which They'll start shutting these wells down, or it doesn't make economic sense to do them anymore. 
Yeah, well, right now we're looking at like $53 oil. I did, I, that's what it was this morning, somewhere along into there. They can make money and they can continue to do their operation. And with, uh, as I mentioned, they plan two years in advance anyway. Uh, they can continue to make money at a $40 oil. But what they're really looking for is $70 oil. And they're, they're thinking the projections are around here with the people that I have. And I have clients that own small uh, producing companies. I have clients that work. Actually, I have some clients that have retired from grilling rigs, literally, and have made so much money in the last two or three years, they didn't know what to do with it all. But uh, they're looking at $70 oil over the next couple of years, depending on what happens with OPEC. Uh, and and OPEC's kind of a strange animal right now. They can't even get their arms around all of their countries that are supposed to be in that, uh, well, they call themselves a cartel, but I'm not sure it could be called a cartel anymore. So really right now we're looking at around between 65 and $70 oil as being a place where they can operate and make a ton of money and still be able to provide relatively inexpensive energy for the country. Very good. Now, one of the things you talk about, you have your own radio show uh, there in yes. Midland, is what you call the 10 retirement benefits. Right. You might not be able to get to all 10 of them, but just tell me maybe the first two or three that are something people really should understand and maybe some of the things they don't understand about them. About the about the uh, annuity products, or, or is that what well, we're talking well, about? Well, you call them ten retirement benefits. Oh, the ten retirement benefits. I, yeah, yes. we talked about that last Monday morning. As a matter of fact, we sat down in uh, uh, because I'm like you. We we try to prepare something each time to make sure we're talking about. And I I'd, I'd start off basically with uh, the annuity that Uncle Sam provides for us, which is Social Security. We talk about that. We do a lot of seminars in that regard. Uh, we have at least one a month around here somewhere, usually at a county library. But we talked about Social Security. We talked about as as being number one of the benefits that you need to take a look at. We talked about Medicare. We give a pretty good broad reading on Medicare and try to get people up to date on what's going on in the industry in that regard. Because a lot of people, even though I don't handle Medicare products myself, I have associates that do, they will ask me the questions. So we try to give them some many answers we can. We, uh, yesterday, we actually talked about 401Ks as part of those benefits. And if you haven't completely done your 401K, got it up to date, or at least it made all the deposits you want to make, you need to make them between now and the end of the year. And we, we gave that a pretty good going over. We talk about Roth IRAs. I had a, a, one of my clients came in this morning to make a deposit into a Roth. And there's the Roth 401k. We mentioned that pretty just briefly. Uh, we talk about savings accounts. We talk about paying off their home, uh, trying to get their debt down as much as they possibly can. Uh, we even talk about part-time jobs, Jordan, which is kind of an interesting factor. Most of the people that are 65 to 70 now really don't want to quit. And when they do retire from wheresoever they may be, they really look for something to do. And we encourage them to find something to do because, number one, they're going to live longer. And number two, they're going to be happier. Uh, so we look. We even talk about part-time jobs. And then, of course, we talk about their pension plan, how to handle that, what to do with it when the time comes, and the best way to uh, be able to get into it and take care of themselves down the road. So that's, that's so the area that we talk about. Very good. On Social Security, what are some things that people don't realize about it? And do you have worries about the long-term solvency of Social Security? Is it something people shouldn't worry about? Well, yeah, we, I think all of us should have a worry about the long-term uh, solvency of Social Security. Uh, we've taken, uh, done a pretty extensive study of it. We feel like that Social Security is probably uh, safe for those people who are going to retire all the way up to about 2030, uh, maybe a little bit, uh, maybe a year or two later than that, and probably will be okay for the people that uh, our Generation X people and maybe the baby boomers are going to be okay, I think. Uh, yeah, we're concerned about it. We do talk about the things they need to know, how to obtain it, when 
to get it, what's the best time to get it. It all includes a, a number of things, your health, your, your your background, your family background. When did your mother and dad die? How long did they live? Uh, what is your current health situation? Is your wife working? Is she going to be able to uh, draw your Social Security? Will hers even be higher? I've even had some clients came in whose wife was making more on Social Security than they were, which was kind of an interesting situation. But uh, we we look at all of those factors. We Your timing is really, really important in Social Security to make sure you know when to start it and how to do it. The government is hopefully making some changes on it. Uh, they don't look like it's um, they're going to do anything really big in the next few years. In fact, it's a job killer if you're a congressman if you say you're going to do anything with Social Security. So they pretty much stay away from it. But uh, we try to give them as many facts on, the, on what Social Security does and how it works, uh, even talking about what happens if you're divorced and your ex-wife wants some of your Social Security. That always brings an eyebrow or two up when we yeah. mentioned it in the seminar and the, the current wife is sitting there. So, uh, but there Do, do you find that a lot of people know. take Social Security too early, it would be better for them to wait? Well, again, it depends on the situation. If they have health problems, uh, if, they, if their family has uh, died early and, and, they're, and they're currently maybe not doing too well themselves, uh, it may be okay to start taking it at 62, but they need to remember that if they take it at 62, they're going to get about a 22 to 24% discount than what they would if they waited until they take full retirement, which right now is uh, nearly it's age 67. If they wait until they're age 70, which I recommend if they possibly can, that's going to give them about a 25 to 30 percent increase over what they would have had at age 66 or 67. That makes for a nice little chunk of change in there. So um, uh, they really just have to take a look and see where they are. Uh, you know, they took the government took away the old file and defer thing from us. So now you, when you file, you've got you can only defer it for a year as opposed to what it used to be. But uh, there's still factors involved. You just have to kind of go with each one and see what the factor is. Very good. We're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of the Money Answer Show. My guest for this half hour is Dee Carter. He's the president of Carter Financial Group based in Midland, Texas. A website to find out more about him is dcarterretirement.com. We'll be back after this. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network have you friended us on facebook yet why not just go to facebook.com forward slash voice america or search for the keywords voice america once you are part of our facebook network you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows this week's featured guests and new happenings of the voice america talk radio network and you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Do you know your personal brand? You may have the idea, but do you really know how to execute it and perfect it? Join Kathy Bass, the branding lady, for an inside look at the world of branding on her show, Power Up Branding. Kathy and her guests will discuss the many facets of branding including tips to help you rebrand or bring your brand to the next level. Power Up Branding can be heard live every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Get a plan. For 27 years, Kidstar has empowered thousands of kids across the country. And now we have the opportunity to empower children around the world. Kidstar is announcing a new radio show called Voyage Earth. Voyage Earth will empower kids from across the world. Kickstarter has created a Kickstarter campaign just for this new undertaking. By pledging to Kickstarter, you pledge for a future of empowered people to come. My name is Lindsay Marie from Bookworms. I want to thank you for being a backer of our Kickstarter. 
Kids Start, we empower kids. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for this half hour is Dee Carter. He's the president of Carter Financial Group based in Midland, Texas. Welcome back to the show, Dee. Thank you very much. I'm enjoying it. One topic uh, we hear a lot about that people aren't clear about is what's called required minimum distributions, or RMDs. This is where you hit age 70 and a half, and you have to start taking money out. What are the, some of the misperceptions that people have, and what's the right story on doing RMDs correctly? Well, you know, the, 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 a lot of the misconceptions could, are really a, a, around the, people don't know what they are. And I've had people to come into my office that said, I got a letter from a company that my company says I've got to start taking a required minimum distribution. What in the world is that? They don't even know they're supposed to take one unless they've got someone working with them. Uh, they're going to have to take a, a their required minimum distribution, or they're going to get taxed 50% of what that value would have been. So we have to be really careful. I have to be really careful, and most advisors need to work really closely with their clients to make sure they do take the RMDs. Now, the most companies provide a letter. They will send out a letter and ask the client, "Do you, if you have to take one. You remember a couple of years ago, Jordan, we didn't have to do that. But right. uh, I don't think that's going to happen again in your lifetime or mine. But... Uh, They'll send out a letter and say, here's what it is, and here's, do you want us to figure it, or would you like to figure it? Well, we'll let the company do those figuring because they've got a kind of a fluky calculation that nobody can really come up with anyway. Uh, and they figure exactly what they've got to take, and it's a percentage of what they're going to need between the time they are, where they're at, let's say they're age of 71, and uh, when their projected lifetime would be. And in that time, it's probably going to be somewhere around 85. So they're going to divide that money up apply a factor to it, and you've got to take it out, and it's fully taxable when you take it out. Uh, we have a lot of complaints about that, but Uncle Sam made that law. We didn't make it. We just try to comply with it as much as we possibly can. So uh, the main thing is to get these people knowledgeable about the fact they've got to do it and then give them some options as to what they can do when they receive the funds, if they need it or if they don't. And that's the so whole So bas- basically the idea is you're looking at all your retirement assets combined, that's all correct. IRAs combined, and that's the total amount on which you figure out the RMD. And it's roughly – Four and a half percent of the amount per year is that right? And then that's so you have to take right. that out each figure, year. But that's that's within that's within a ballpark figure. Yeah. Uh, the, the the difference being, you say all IRAs, the Roth IRA is not included in that. Correct. So Correct. we don't have to worry about that. I had a client this morning who said, "What about my Roth IRA?" And I said, "Well, you don't have to take an RMD from that one, but you have to take it from over the, the all of your other stuff has to be put together. We add up all the totals of your other retirement plan and see what your total is, and we'll apply the figure to it, and it will come real close. But each company generally does it." separately so we can kind of get them totaled up and see what they're going to be. But uh, you're absolutely right. It's about 4.5%. That's a rough estimate of what it will be. So if you've got $100,000 in there, you're going to probably get an RMD of roughly around $4,500 for the year, and that will be a taxable amount. Do you recommend normally that people in earlier ages convert from a traditional IRA or 401k into a Roth, take the tax hit, but not have to worry about RMDs after that? 
That is a really good question and one that I'm uh, we deal with on a regular basis. Yeah, the younger you are and the more time you have to make up that that difference because if you've got a standard or regular IRA and you convert it to a Roth, you're going to be paying taxes on that distribution in that year. And uh, that could be a sizable chunk of change if you've got a nice uh, IRA sitting there. So what we try to take a look at is how long do you have to recoup the cost of paying the taxes. So, yes, I do. I, I think it's an excellent idea for younger people to take a look at the Roth IRA because they're going to put money in. It's after-tax dollars, but they can put it in there. It's going to accumulate at a tax-free method, and when they take it out, it's going to be tax-free on the other end. Uh, and there's no RMDs to worry about. So it's a tremendous tool, I think, for those people. And I kind of use a guideline, Jordan, of someone under age 45. Uh, you got to really seriously look at it at that point, because I figure they've got 30 years to make up the difference. And that could be a sizable amount of money if you're earning uh, 5 to 6% over a period of time compounded. That can make a lot of difference in your retirement fi- uh, picture. Yes. Another area you specialize in is annuities. Uh, you mm-hmm. have a program called Annuity 101. What are some of the misconceptions people have about annuities, both fixed and variable annuities? Uh, on the, the main thing that people really don't understand about annuities is that, and we hear this all the time, the fees are very, very high. Well, that's not not necessarily so. It depends on the type of annuity you, you enter into and what you're trying to accomplish with it. And if you misuse the annuity, if you don't take the money out in the way it's, it's designed to be removed, yes, you can pay some pretty high fees. So that's one of the things we talk about. Another one is, and I get this a lot, uh, what happens to my If I die, it's all, it's all gone. The money's all gone. Well, no, that's that. There used to be an old annuity like that, and Jordan, you probably handled them too, like I did when I was in the brokerage business. Uh, we'd sell the, the the life annuity, and it had a high amount coming on. But if you died the week after you started taking it out, the money went back to the company. I don't think very many people even have those things anymore, and I certainly don't have them in my portfolio. But nowadays, if you die, the money will generally pass right on to your heirs. And in fact, if it's under the, in an IRA, you're going to have the spousal IRA set right up going to her or him, as the case may be. Um, and if you have the annuity set up with your children or your heirs down the road, uh, there's even some tax breaks or uh, really some tax easements in there you can get. So uh, we try to make sure that we get them in the right place, put them in the right kind of annuity for what they're trying to accomplish. And depending on their age, depending on what they're trying to do, they want to put money into it over the years, even if it's an after-tax money, how do they want to handle it? So everything is pretty much relative to the individual in, in a situation like that. And do you recommend typically fixed annuities where you have very low rates today or variable or index annuities? What kind of annuities do you typically recommend? Well, because the clients that I have uh, in West Texas especially are income conscious, they're very income conscious, we, we tend to lean toward the, the fixed index product because we feel like that product is going to be uh, uh, something that's, that's it's done very, very well, and we think it's got a bright spot for the future uh, coming down the pike. So we're looking at that. We do have clients that do immediate annuities because of their age, and they start, uh, maybe they've got, I had a client just a year ago that came in with a large amount of money in their CDs, and the interest rate had dropped so low that they couldn't live off that any longer. We found them a company that gave them four times what they were getting on their CD, and we immediately converted it over to a guaranteed annuity. Uh, they started receiving the check the next month, and their principal is intact, but they're getting a good interest. Now, that's that's one way to do it, and that's when we do that uh, with our older clients. But if 
you're looking for retirement down the road, we are looking at the fixed index product because we feel like that there's uh, uh, there's a continued shift going on those things right now. And I know you're aware of this uh, toward the principal protected and the income producing uh, products out there right now. And that's kind of where we're going. There, I think they're going to continue to be a, a high point in the annuity so, market over the, the, next year. The index especially. part you're talking about is indexed yeah. to the S&P 500. So if the market goes up, you get some of the gain, but if the market goes down, you don't have any capital loss, correct? That's exactly right. It's kind of like flipping a coin and saying, heads I win and tails I break even. It's it's a a, a, a way of uh, protecting your principal. It's a way of protecting what's coming in there and also participating in, a, in some levels. Uh, there's actually some companies right now that have uh, unlimited uh, participation in the, in the S&P 500 and uncapped. And if that's the case, that can... For this last year, I had clients that made double-digit returns on those products without any kind of risk as far as the uh, market was concerned, and they loved it. Now, What do you the, give up? You know, in order to get uncapped S&P participation, you've got to give up something. What are you giving up? In it's generally like a spread. It's like uh, it, there may be a, a 5 or 6% spread, which means you're not going to participate in anything in the first 5 or 6%, and then you're going to get money after that. So you generally give up a spread is what you do, uh, but See. after that you get an uncapped uh, participation. Uh, and some of the companies have uh, formulas that said we're going to put a certain amount in the market or in the S&P, we're going to put a certain amount in a fixed account, and they divide those things by two or whatever it may be, whatever formula they use, and you get the interest that comes there. But if the S&P has done as well as it done this past year, I mean, I've had clients literally that uh, had tremendous double-digit returns off of some of these products during because they started with me in 2008 and 2009. They've done extremely well since the market's gone up. Now, what's going to happen when the market goes down? And it will. When the market goes down, those products uh, will not participate. They'll still be participating, but they won't be making any money because not on that side anyway, because they're going to get a, a negative S&P, and their guarantees will guarantee them no losses but no gains in that regard. That's yeah. why we're using a lot of the income riders or some people like that. Uh, the income riders will offer them anywhere from 6 to 7% guaranteed uh, compound interest uh, for a period of 10 years, and that works out really well with the guys that are in their 60s and early 70s. Nobody, I don't like to do them past about 71 or 2, because I don't no. think that's a good idea. We're running out of time here. What are some of the changes that are coming uh, for retirement planning in 2015? Wow, that's, that's a broad, broad topic, and one that, that has, I think, number one, uh, the, the changes that we're going to see coming down the pike in 2015 is a, is a closer look at what's happening in the market. I think we're, uh, we need to be paying a whole lot more attention to what's going on there as planners. Uh, if you've got uh, the opportunity, we need to help, help our people participate in the growth, but I think it's going to take a lot more diligence in 2015 than this year. Uh, we need to be taking a look at where the, the financials, the companies, the financial companies are handling their business and, and what's going on there. We've had a couple of major insurance companies whose stock has increased by uh, one has increased by ten dollars a share in the last year. That's an amazing amount of increase. So we need to be aware of those increases and what they can do to our to our clients and guide them into those areas. Uh, and of course, longevity. We still have to look at that. Social Security. We still have to look at that. I think we need to look more and more at what their pension plans are doing and help them with those pension plans. I spend a lot of my time sitting down with people on their 401ks and guiding them as to how to invest their money in their 401ks because the guys that set the 401k up 10 years ago, they never see again. 
And so yep. they bring it to me on an annual basis, and we sit down and take a look at the evaluations and try to do that. That, I think, is going to take some real interesting turns in 2015 uh, for advisors themselves. It, it, you're talking about rebalancing these 401ks that got out of whack when the stock market went up so much. Yeah, exactly. And so we've got to be careful because we need to make sure that when the when the change does come, and it's I've lived through three of these things in my in my career, uh, it's going to happen again. And when it does happen again, we need to make sure that our clients are in a position where if they don't, uh, we can re- keep them from losing as much as they may have lost in the past. I mean, I've had people come in the office in 2008 that had lost 50 and 60 percent of their retirement income, uh, and we've tried to help them out. But we need to be aware of that and put them in a place where that if the market does go down and when it does go down, it'll be a win, not a if that they will not lose their their be protected. Line. Yes, indeed. Very good. Well, thanks so much. My guest this half hour has been D. Carter. He's the president of Carter Financial Group based in Midland, Texas. His website is dcarterretirement.com. And thanks so much for being a guest on the Money Answer Show, D. I've enjoyed it immensely. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you, and we'll be back with our next guest in the next half hour. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter, formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams. Kwame's got the experience, so he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time. Get ready for unpredictable fun and sometimes a sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest for this half hour is Scott McLean. He's the founder and CEO of the McLean Advisory Group. Welcome to the show, Scott. Thank you. Thanks for having me on today, Jordan. 
let's just start with your background a little bit and how you formed McCain Advisory Group and what your background was before uh, you formed that group. Uh, Jordan, I've been in the business now since 1982. Got in the business, I actually went to college in uh, Nyack College, heading to the ministry. And uh, my dad said, son, I want you to study business. I said, no, dad, I'm going to be in the mission field. And he said, son, I want you to study business. I don't like people who are going to run churches who don't know about money. So if you don't study business, I'm not going to help you in college. So I said, all right, Dad. And, of course, that changed me quickly. So uh, then as I took a couple classes from a a teacher there in seminary school, he said he was with Similac Milk. He was a uh, CPA, and he was heading overseas. I fell in love with business. I just got turned on and said, you know what? I could be a great, great guy. I can help a ton of people in a whole different area. And that's pretty much what changed my venue in my work. Now being in the business over 30-plus years, I've seen so many things. And you know what? The, the older I get, the smarter my dad is. <laughs> Indeed. Now, one of the areas you specialize in is veterans' benefits. I assume you're a veteran yourself. Is that correct? No. You know, uh, Jordan, I am not a veteran. I actually had signed up, and when I went down there, it was a promise to, as I was brainwashed by my dad since he was a vet, grandpa was a vet, great-grandpa, and I have pictures and all that stuff. Uh, they said, oh, we want you, Scotty, to uh, become, you you got to sign up when you're 18. So I said, okay. And I kept my word. I went down there, signed up, went to the Marines. I wanted to, wanted to fight, wanted to go in there and love our country. And so I ended up doing that. Bottom line is they didn't accept me. So I went down to the Air Force, Navy, went to every single force. I didn't know that they shared information. And the bottom line is they didn't accept me. They 4 f me because of all the surgeries from sports. Oh, so okay. <laughs> then, then I went to, took some classes and went to CEU classes and found out about the veterans benefit and how I could really make an impact in the financial world and understanding there was the most unknown, most underutilized benefit for veterans and their spouses that pretty much 90% or 95% of veterans or the spouses or their children now taking care of their family are not aware of. So what actually is that benefit you're talking about that's so unknown and underutilized? Now, this one benefit was uh, it's called the Aid and Attendance Pension Benefit. It was designed in 1951 uh, to help veterans uh, that are sick or disabled or need help to give them a stipend or a, a benefit on a monthly basis, whether they're at home or in a nursing home. Okay, so how does that work? Uh, what is the application process? It's a very difficult application process, and what kind of benefits do people get if they qualify for it? Basically, what you do is, because I'm in the financial service industry and uh, I'm able to look at the information, I can find out, you know, based on their information today, the benefits around $2,100 a month for a veteran and a spouse. So if they're at home, they can get to help you know, subsidize their in-home care. They can also use it for nursing home assisted living. There's a whole process. It is an in-depth process. Um, and when people go to, to a VBAGLLC.org, they'll see the process. It's very, it's very, uh, very, very difficult. And so most vets are totally unaware it even exists. Frankly, the VA even wrote a letter saying it's the most unknown benefit and underutilized benefit, because frankly, they don't even know about it. 
And so when I took some classes, I said, you know what, this could be added for the long-term care benefit, which is totally free, but you've got to look at the several different rules. The Georgia- so you're, sa- you're saying that the VA doesn't really help people learn about it or apply for it then? I'm not going to say they don't help them. I'm going to say that if you went to the VA and you told them that you had, let's say, $100,000 in assets, they're going to say you don't qualify. And I'm saying they would qualify. Basically, uh, you have to transfer money. You have to use your, your uh, maybe a trust. Depending on each person's situation, maybe you can move around money to uh, help them utilize that benefit. Uh, I've helped just a family the other day. Of course, they were in the uh, – actually, in this case, it was in the Vietnam, and, and the guy is really, really hurting. And we come to find out that he did qualify. I met with the children, and I showed the children exactly the process to go through it. So what, what do you do, and, and how much do you charge to help somebody go through that process to uh, qualify and, and sign up? Frankly, we don't charge anything. It's, a, it's part of my financial practice. So when I find out that maybe they, they themselves are veterans, the wife or the husband, or maybe their parents, I find out in their practice, you know, is their money safe? As uh, a friend of ours that was on your show was talking about D. Carter, is your money safe? Is it safe? Is it secure? Could there be another impending correction? So that's going to affect your long-term care because obviously you're using the money. Number two, if it's over a certain amount, the rule is $80,000, that they cannot qualify, so they have to spend it down. If you went to a lawyer to do Medicaid planning, you have, they call it a spend down. But the VA has an, a, a very unusual rule, and they say there's no look-back provision. So frankly, in that look-back provision, they can actually transfer the money out, whether it's into a specialized trust we help them with, um, or maybe they give it to the children, which we don't recommend most of the time. That's a very dangerous path to run down. But if they can move, simply move that money out, they don't have to move one house or one car, their primary house. So, therefore, that's off their ledger. Now they can apply based on three rules. The first rule is assets. Second rule, medical. Do they need the medical help? And third rule is are they a veteran during wartime? And so this is different from Medicaid, which does have like the five-year look-back rule, right? You're absolutely correct. So people kind of confuse it. So you can, a lot of people are saying, don't think they qualify, but if you make the right moves, they can qualify. I have a client right now that's $780,000. They qualify 100%. But if you call the VA, it's almost like when we do taxes in our firm. When we do the tax returns, we submit the tax returns. Hopefully, we looked at all the tax codes and figured out the best way, the best uh, tools possible that we can reduce our clients' taxes. That being said, now we're, uh, if you submit the tax returns to the IRS, the IRS is not going to call you up and they say, hey, Jordan, by the way, you missed three deductions, didn't you, buddy? Are they going to tell you that? Of course no. not. <laughs> Just like the VA. The VA is not going to drill down and find out, hey, by the way, did you know there's a specialized trust you can utilize? Oh, by the way, did you know if you move this money from here to here, you qualify for the no-look-back provision versus Medicaid, you've got a five-year look-back provision. Therefore, not knowing those rules. So they're not going to tell you that. So I'm not going to say the VA is not doing their job. What I'm saying is they're not going to tell you what to do in the area of the financial world. And so what we do is we kind of hold hands with the VA rules, and we hold hands looking at their assets, 
and we also make sure not only are they safe, secure, we all make sure that, hey, how do we transfer the money so they can qualify? And I can promise you, there's tremendous people listening to your show right now that if they needed the help, there's nothing worse than finding out when your mom and your dad maybe could have qualified and didn't have to spend all that money down. And you know what? There's nothing worse than finding out after the fact. So I'm glad you're sharing this with people on your show because I can promise you this is a critical, underutilized, unknown benefit that the VA wrote that article, and I can promise you people need to know about it. What is a website people can find out more uh, to contact you? They can go on to the website called V as in Victor, B as in boy, A, Apple, G, girl, L-L-C dot org, O-R-G. And they can pull up a bunch of information there. There's a video there. They can look at some client testimonials. Uh, we've got some, uh, some veterans uh, you'll see on the bottom left, some of the videos. They'll see that the guys out there, if you're listening to this wonderful show, Jordan's, I can promise you maybe you have Agent Orange, and maybe you're afraid to claim it because you know you saw your buddy get killed next to you. And you're afraid to claim because he died, and you don't want to claim maybe you have Agent Orange. Maybe you can't breathe. Maybe there's a tremendous rules that were changed on just that. Or maybe you'll see that on the website when you see Charlie talking about his benefit when he's living in the car down the street from our office, one mile down the street, living in his car. Now he's receiving a check for $2,700 a month for the rest of his life. Plus, we got him his back pay of over $55,000. So there's a lot of vets in the in – the, uh, um, in the uh, Vietnam War. Now, you have veterans right now my dad's age, which, of course, daddy's passed on and, and waiting up in heaven for me. And he can wait, but I can promise you one thing. You've got a lot of guys that are still around that are Korean, as well as World War II. And I can promise you a lot of families have their mom and dads in the, in the and moms and dads. I said both spouses and veterans that qualify that maybe they're using cash to take care of their mom and dad. And you know what? There's a benefit that could really take a little bit of pressure off your wallet. Let the crock pot stop simmering. And what, what is that benefit called? It's called the aid and attendance pension benefit for the in-home or nursing care center. I see. So even World War II, older people would be able to benefit. What, what are Absolutely. some of the other um, uh, veterans' benefits, in addition to what we've just talked about, that a lot of people yeah. are not aware of? You know, there's a tremendous benefits. Um, we had some guys come back from the Gulf. Now, the Gulf War, there's some of the issues that are coming out right now for those guys that are coming back and they're dealing with their spouses and it's really hard and there's PTSD. And, of course, everybody knows that, but some guys are afraid to, to go in and talk about it, or, or ladies, by the way. Second thing, so there's a benefits for that. So that would be a connected disability versus non-connected. There's two types of disabilities, connected versus non-connected. Now, connected means you are in the service and something happened. We have a gentleman in our church who couldn't hear that well. And when I, he came in, they did the estate planning with our firm. And I said, asked him, what's this with the hearing aid? Can you hear me okay? And, and Papa Joe said, what? <laughs> and so obviously he had very poor hearing aids. Number two, I found out that he was in, uh, he showed up his boat in Japan after we had uh, bombed it and he's showing up to help. You know that he couldn't hear at all. And uh, after finding out his situation, he had a connected disability, which we got hearing aids for him. He got back pay of $15,000 
plus $1,000 a month for loss of hearing. And he's getting the full health care benefits from the VA. He received nothing. I can promise you when they came up to us, he almost gave me a hug and a kiss. He says, Scott, for the first time, after about a month of the new hearing aids, I finally can hear my kids sing in church. I finally can see my life. It's so much better. I can hear things. So this is a benefit for financial advisors to be aware of um, to tell their people, you know, and I think they need to call the call the organization I work with because I can promise you this is a tool they want to put in their chest if they want to help veterans. And let me help you. Very people good. So you're, really again, the website the people can find out is vbagllc.org, correct? That's correct. Very good. Okay, we're going to take a break. This is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this half hour is Scott McLean. He's the CEO and founder of McLean Advisory Group based in Barnegat, New Jersey. We'll be back after this. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. The latest business information is made simple with the Voice America Business Network. The professionals in the business world bring you live talk radio shows featuring an array of business topics, strategies for building wealth, sales and marketing, stock trading, investing, and business technology. Voice America business hosts are professionals in their fields and bring to the airwaves weekly business discussions that offer up-to-date information, advice, and education. The Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business talk. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Scott McLean. He's the founder and CEO of the McLean Advisory Group based in Barnegat, New Jersey. Welcome back to the show, Scott. Thanks, and thanks for saying my name right. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Well, in addition to dealing with veterans' benefits, you also deal with retirees and Social Security particularly. So uh, one of the biggest questions people ask is, what's the best time to take Social Security? A lot of people take it the first moment they can get it at 62. Some people wait till 70. It's complicated, but what are some of the factors involved in the ideal time for most people to take their Social Security? 
You're giving me a short time to give you a big answer, so I'm going to give you a little question, a quiz, uh, because everybody, most people know that, of course, you can start Social Security at age 60, unless, of course, your spouse died, you can start at age, I mean, 62, but if your spouse died, you can take it at age 60, and, of course, you can take it as late as age 70. But, you know, uh, as I think about it, Jordan, you think there's an experiment done at Bing Nursery School located in Stanford University, I'm not sure if you're aware of it, using children age 4 to 6 as subjects, and what was found is they were led into a room. Uh, an empty room of distractions, and a marshmallow was placed on the table by a chair. Now, the children could eat the marshmallow, but they were told that if they waited 15 minutes without giving in to temptation, that they would be rewarded for, with a second a marshmallow. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Yes, you know yes. that the, uh, the kids that covered their eyes, and they, covered their, they turned around in their chairs, and they spun around, they pulled their pigtails, and maybe they started kicking the desk, and, and finally... Maybe some rubbed uh, the, the beautiful marshmallow, while others would simply gobble it down after the researchers left. The conclusion found this, and this is very critical for people, before they think through the process, is that the children were able to wait longer. Those that wait longer, preferred rewards, tended to, of course, have better outcomes such as SAT scores, educational attainment, body mass index, and other life measurements. Now, when I look at this, we know we can take Social Security age 62. But you know what? It could be a huge impact on those of your listeners right now. Maybe they look at their entire financial condition and they say, you know what? Maybe if I just waited, I could have extra few hundred thousand dollars extra over my lifetime. And I think that's the problem. Sometimes don't people don't look, uh, Jordan, at the whole picture. They just want to take the marshmallow now versus savoring it for later because people are living a lot longer. And that's the number one problem. Maybe they took it too soon, and they're worried about Social Security running out of money, as the report just came up a few days ago. Are you saying that most people at the minimum should take it at full retirement age of 66, 67, and, and nobody should take it at 62? Or, or is no. it, there are times when 62 does make sense? You know, let me make it real clear to you. I hope no one takes this message that I just shared with you as dear to my heart that they shouldn't take it at 62 and feel guilty. Let me make that real clear. Number one, there are some reasons they should take it early, and there's a lot of different areas. Number one, what's your financial condition? Number two, what is your health condition? Number three, what is the whole picture of your finances with your family and your children? And how about the longevity of your mother and father? So there's other areas to look at. The reason I came out that with Jordan is not to make people feel guilty not to wait, but to look at the big picture before they eat the marshmallow. No. Now, one of the things people don't understand is the effect of a required minimum distribution, the RMDs, on Social Security taxation. I know it's complicated, but just explain briefly how the way you take your RMD affects how your Social Security is taxed. <laughs> really does. Uh, you know, all of a sudden when people come and do taxes with our firm, they do the taxes and all of a sudden they say, well, Scott, you know, when I use the other firm, the tax guys, uh, we didn't pay as much tax. And as I show them with the 401k, the RMDs, they call it, or the IRAs, the required minimum distribution when you turn age 70 and a half, it makes you have to take more income, obviously. So if let's say you are 70 and a half, anybody out there, and you have $100,000 that has to be required by the government to pull out at age 70 and a half. That means you've got to take about 3.7% of the 100000 that's in your qualified plan, or $3,700. Now, you know what? Just a little bit of extra money could change your marginal tax bracket 
and bump it a little bit higher. Now you're in your new tax bracket with that new money. And thus, now your Social Security that maybe was not taxed the year before, it becomes tax. So when you look at your tax line, this is, I have a book coming out called The Three Blind Mice. When you look at the tax and you look at the financial advisor, looks as the tax return, this is critical. They must look at the two areas and explain to you or to the a client, hey, you may have a tax increase this year. Let's talk about it. Let's have a serious discussion when you start taking uh, your RMDs, requirement of distribution, and how it affects Social Security, because Social Security could be taxed, maybe not now, but in the future it could be really whacked. How do you think Social Security might change? Some people say it may become uh, means-tested, meaning the more you make, the less you're going to be able to take out of Social Security, which makes it really almost a welfare program as opposed to an insurance program. But how, how do you think Social Security may change in the future to deal with the demographic. You know, you know, I look at Social Security, and I think you're right. Um, there's a couple things. We had the fiscal cliff just a short few, uh, what, a year or so ago. We had the fiscal cliff showing up. And, you know, the government could. They held hands. They jumped off the cliff together. They could have fixed areas because of Social Security is having a problem with extra money. So far, it looks like they may be out of money by uh, 2032, 33, it's talked about. Um, and so what happens if they run out of money? Well, they, I would hope the government, these guys, these Democrats, these Republicans, finally hold hands and work this out, because frankly, uh, we could be running out of money. Therefore, now we're eating as the pay-as-you-go system when it was first started. There's enough money in the coffers right now to uh, the interest that's growing is the unused portion of that's in the coffers or uh, in the budget. But the question is, when it runs out, people could take a hit. And uh, it could what, be. What would you suggest uh, if you were in Congress and you were? I'm going to make you one, king of Social Security. What would you suggest? Down. Other areas, what we you know, the government deficit is so high, people are getting nervous. We're very, very, very high pinnacle, and so if it does get hit, the market could have a, not only a correction, uh, but if that correction comes in addition to losing money, people could be really hurt. So. They need to look at all the areas of what's happening right now when it comes to their finances, not only what they have saved, not, a, not only what they have in their required minimum distribution, whether it's their 401K, 403B, 457, or their IRAs. They've got to pull it out. They've got to look at their tax returns in light of that. And in light of the government, how they're spending money, um, and as you know, quantitative easing is off the table at the end of November, what could be the next shoe to drop? So, Scott, if, if I made you uh, king of Social Security here and you could do the right thing, you know what the demographics, what the numbers look like, what would you suggest so that there isn't a crisis so we don't run out of money in Social Security? And suggesting what the, I, I think, if I understand your, correct, your question correctly, is, you know, I believe it could be a fair tax across the, across the table, number one. Number two, I think they could take the limits off. So if you're making a lot more money, you pay going to pay more into Social Security. They could have fixed it that way. And mm-hmm. those of you, those are people who are making a lot less money. They're not paying as much in Social Security, but everybody should pay into it. That could eliminate some of the issues. Other issues they could, of course, they, they could put, take off the, cause the cap. Next thing they could look at is, you know what, if they reduce the benefit, I think it would be a lot of ticked-off people. And I'm one of them because I'm getting to that age. Of course, I'm not there yet, like uh, one of your uh, people on the radio show. Uh, they could, of course, stop it, or they could have no more COLA, cost of living. 
and therefore it's not going to keep up with inflation like it's doing. Plus, one of the biggest things I think the Social Security could do right now is that you may know this, Jordan, for sure I know you do, that, you know what, if I had three wives and I was married for them for 10 years each, all three wives can collect off my Social Security. They can mm-hmm. eliminate that and say, okay, only one. They could eliminate that that quagmire of wasted money instantly. I'm not making fun of spouses, but I'm making fun that we're spending money the wrong way. And that's just one quick fix uh, that could be done, as well as a few other things they could take care of right away. And it wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah, very good. All right, well, this has been very fascinating. So you can see that Scott is a real expert on both Social Security and retirement planning, as well as veterans' benefits. You can find out more about him at his website, which is vbagllc.org. Is there any other website in addition to that one, Scott? We do. It's McLean Tax Advisory Group. Dot com. That's McLean, M-C-L-E-A-N, taxadvisorygroup.com. Very good. Well, thanks so much, Scott. It's been fascinating to have you as a guest on The Money Answer Show. Well, thanks for having me. Thanks again, and we'll be back with another edition of The Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and The Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management